Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. So that is the, the humans being human segment. So I'll now make a noise and we will do the tip of the week. Okay, it is now time for the... That was way funnier than the noise I thought you would make. <laughs> it's episode 66 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Kate Galliette. We're going to talk about the hips. It's all in the hips. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment, and some stories about people going to the bathroom where they shouldn't, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? Big surprise. Story about people going to the bathroom where they shouldn't. Yeah, and I, that's another one that I'm, I'm sort of uh, springing on you. That's what she said. Uh, that I, I don't think she said that. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what she said, get out of the room. <laughs> Run for your life. Um, okay, we were briefly talking about something... Um, and I, I think we've touched on this before, but I am someone who the reason I don't, I don't <laughs> fill in adjective here. Weird. Psycho. <laughs> the, 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 re, the reason I don't play fantasy football or gamble on sporting events. Oh, man, that or, would be a disaster. Or if you started gambling or play golf. Yeah, uh, that's another one is because I have sort of this addictive sort of. All or let nothing. Me, let, let, let me take over here. We used to call you in high school, me and uh, our other best friend. There were three of us. We used to call you Heisman. And the reason we called you Heisman oh, no. was because you started playing football. And then, like, literally, football became every, like, every waking moment, every breath, every, like, everything was like, oh, 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 football, football, football. So we're like, geez, calm down, Heisman. And the name stuck. And yeah. I only recently stopped calling you Heisman. Like yeah. it was, and it wasn't like a conscious decision or anything like that. But I just like you were in my phone as Heisman until like <laughs> I got this new phone. You know what you're in my phone as? I think you know this. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it's yeah, go ahead. Good old Rick. O L E. <laughs> yeah, my, my good wife. Old Rick, indeed. My wife has named some of the people in my phone. Uh, oh my gosh. Some, yeah. some in, inappropriate names because she, she's not a huge fan let's of all. Not of it. Off, let's not get off track here. Right, okay, right. we're okay. talking about how you're a weirdo. <laughs> and so Mark will, and you can, if you're a listener of the sh if the show, you can probably imagine, like uh, you know, Mark has done Ironmans and marathons and is was like a vegan experiment for 18 months. Mark doesn't like try something like, oh, you know, I'll try to try a bite of that. Uh, Mark, yeah, I Mark's idea of trying something is going, all right, well, I'm going to sell my house and I'm going <laughs> to and I'm going to live in a tent. It's a uh, complete and utter uh, domination of his life and complete and utter uh, just compulsion right. to jump two feet into like if mark like didn't know how to swim and you took him to a pool he'd be like all right and jump off the diving board like uh into the deep end there's no like moderately like dipping the toe in the water right. with mark so like a, a good example of this is i either have zero hair or just a, a crazy ridiculous amount of hair right there's no like middle ground there right um, so yeah, so I can imagine when you start and, and we've never actually talked about this, but when you first started running, uh, doing like endurance running, you didn't do like, Oh, I'll, I'll sign up and do a 10 K I'll yeah. do a, I'll do a, uh, I'll do a half marathon. There was none of that. I, if I, if I remember correctly and I probably don't, but 
you and a friend of yours from high school, like, yeah. hey, let's run a marathon. Yeah, like, okay. Marathon and you just run out and ran a marathon. Like, hey, let me run another marathon. Like, there was no, like, you know, any buildup. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's like, kind of what the Ironman was, too. Like, I was just like, I didn't do, um, I didn't do many, like, you know, I did some Olympic races. I think I might have done one half Ironman before the Ironman, but you know, anyway. It, um, so more recently, I, obviously, I've stopped the endurance racing phase, uh, and now I'm in sort of this uh, back to sort of the basics on on moving like a human, uh, how I feel like a human should move. Uh, I've grown my hair out, uh, and I have this beard and all this stuff. Uh, and so now, the other day, I my, actually my brother Jeff, who's been on the show, got me this bottle of like Manhattan rye whiskey for for Christmas. And you are not like, but previous to this, you're not like a whiskey connoisseur. I, I mean, mean, you've had a drink here or there. Yeah, but I mean, like, hey. Jack and Coke is kind of my, yeah. you know, like whatever. Like, I don't know. Uh, if I'm going to have a few, a few drinks, like that's typically like, or, or just Jack and uh, water or something. Um, didn't know anything about any of the stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't know, okay, I'll buy a book. This is classic Mark, yeah. by the way. So I'm going to buy a book. And actually in the show notes of the John Smith interview, in the show notes, and you, I don't know, you don't read the show notes, but I wrote I uh, something like Mark or uh, John, Rick interviews John while Mark reads a book about whiskey. <laughs> like I thought a lot of people probably think that was a joke, but that was actually, <laughs> actually happened. I was actually reading my whiskey book during the interview. Um, I, uh, uh, anyway, so I read this whole book about all the different types of whiskey and I'm by, I don't go, go to the liquor store and I'm like, okay, I'm not just here to like get drunk. I'm like, I want to taste the Irish and the scotch and the single malt and the bourbon and the rye and the, all this stuff. And I'm like, anyway, I bought these special glasses. And so uh, <laughs> not, not like eyeglasses, like <laughs> glasses to drink out of. And so I'm going to this like scotch tasting thing tonight in town. It's like, I didn't know there was a thing. So anyway, I, I that, that's sort of my new. And uh, uh, I, I may fast forward to like you know two years from now, <laughs> like we'll all be somewhere, and uh, you know we'll get I'll get a drink, and you'll be like, hey, did, did you know that's a single malt that was uh, produced uh, in oaken barrels in the highlands of Long? <laughs> no, no, Mark, I just know that it goes into my mouth hole and <laughs> it makes my brain feel great. So it's the cheapest one. Knowledge. Yeah. The golf thing is such a like I never really considered that until you said that. Yep. Uh, the equivalent would be if uh, I invite, and I don't play golf anymore either, but like say I did, I would invite you to play golf and you, after like, like on the third hole, you would be on That's your phone buying, stop it. You'd be on your phone buying like uh, <laughs> a new the set most of golf expensive clubs. set of like golf clubs that ever existed, like uh pro level golf clubs and be like, uh, <laughs> bu- like buying yourself like memberships to like three different country clubs and uh <laughs> setting yourself up for uh swing lessons with like butch Harmon, <laughs> and then well, like a year from now you'd be like a good golfer and you'd be completely obsessed and you're you'd be like oh where's my my wife and my three children where exactly, are they oh they exactly. left like they left months ago they, <laughs> here's a note they, dated uh 2012 yeah. yeah well i was actually i went uh, to a sporting clay deal with some guys and that I, they had to like stop me from like buying this really nice shotgun like at the place. They're like, just use because like, I didn't have like a nice shotgun. Like, just use yeah. the shotgun. Don't buy a shotgun here. That's the dumbest thing you could do. I was like, ready to pull the trigger. <laughs> I get it. Hell, zing. Pull the trigger. Um. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's start. Unless there's anything else that you, it, it was it was like 80 degrees, and now it's like 28. And if it's cold for a long time, I can get used to the cold. Let but- me say something very quickly. You've just touched on something that may spark. Uh, I understand that people and Facebook is what it is. You know, I'm friends with people in all parts of the world and the country. And uh, people, no matter what state they live in, love the old joke of like, huh, Ohio. Don't like the weather today? Just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> California. Don't like. You people have got to stop. That is a Texas thing because we are dead serious. It will be 80 degrees one day and it will be 30 it's less than 24 hours later. In the that does not happen in Ohio. Yeah. That does not happen in California. That does not happen in Wyoming or Montana or North Dakota or Louisiana or Florida or any other place. That happens in one state and it's Texas. We have the market kind of cornered on that. So stop using that joke. It almost kind of pseudo happened in Oklahoma a little bit. There would be some wild temperature fluctuations, but absolutely nothing like you would get in Texas. So uh, if you don't live in Texas, I'm now stripping you of the ability to make that joke. Please stop doing it. It happens for real here, like a 50 or 60 point 
degree temperature swing in less than 24 hours. Or and it happens it, it, all the time. Yeah, in less than like five minutes. Uh, Nick, Nick, Dr. Nick Anthony, who's been on the show before, is a chiropractor here in town. I, I was visiting with him. I ran into him, uh, and we were like outside talking. In like the four-minute conversation that we had, it was like, okay, well, uh, it's freezing now all of a sudden, so <laughs> time to go home and turn the fire on uh, in the fireplace. Um, he, here's another thing. Um, that I uh, I just thought of that I, maybe I should mention. I haven't told you this yet, but I oh, I still I, I did not uh, disable my Facebook account, uh, but I deleted it from my phone. Oh, okay, just because okay. I, I, I I'm so sick of wasting. I'm like I'm like scrolling through my newsfeed, this pointless information, and I can't stop. And I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I can't stop. So, like, maybe once a day, I'll check. I still have where I can, like, post to the Simply Human page and, and answer yeah. the comments and stuff. But it's, it's, been, it's been very nice the last few days, like, not having that. You know, uh, I know a lot of people who have done that and because it's, like, uh, it's, like, taken over their lives. That's why, why I stopped doing Twitter is yeah. because, like, I was doing it nonstop, like, always reading. Because the thing about Twitter is like, there's always tons of stuff on the timeline or whatever you right. call it. So it's never, like, ending. you can, yeah. you, you can never catch all the way up. Right. And I have my Facebook, uh, basically perfectly trimmed. Yeah. It's like <laughs> four people. Like, I'm friends with quite a few people, but I've also like hidden quite a few people. So the only people that show up in my newsfeed are people that I actually can are like, Hey, I, I want to see what they've got going on. Or like I have friends from high school that I don't have much interaction with, but they're their stuff is interesting and funny, so I'll leave that on there. Yeah. But like, uh, I don't spend like when I wake up, I probably spend twenty minutes going through it when I'm having my coffee, and then that, then I move on. And I'll probably check it, you know, I don't know. Depends on what's going on. Probably four or five times a day, but usually it's not. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of I get some news. That's my only social media outlet, so uh, I can understand why. You know, yeah. if you def- definitely didn't have a handle on it, that you'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" It's yeah, I just, over. I just got so tired of, and like the, I don't know. There's certain things, and, and we've talked about this before. I just need to, I just way, need to let it go. Of, so that mean, this means if one of our friends, uh, yes, something okay. totally inappropriate on your page, I need to immediately call yes. you because you won't see it for hours. Right, and that's actually that was one of the things I was <laughs> going to mention is that if our friend, <laughs> we uh, have some friends <sighs> who will put stuff like comments on reply on, on horrible threads stuff. that is just. Like they're, horrific. They're, they're trying to be, make it so inappropriate that you have to delete it. That's the game. It's right. Not so like don't please don't the tell them that I have done that because then our friend whose name rhymes with whack will, who was uh, on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will uh, who who has a file, an audio file labeled uh, that's on my computer uh, that is titled "Unairable Jack." <laughs> Yeah, he did the he, the only segment we've recorded and however long we've been doing this that we're like, yeah, we can't we uh, we do can't that. that. Yeah. Okay, well, um let's start stumbling towards yes, our interview with Kate. That. Um you know, we still we're going to have more with Kate uh, coming up in the, in the future. She's like uh, uh, this airs on the 7th for like 10 more days. She is like off the radar. She like she's in Chile, I think. Yeah, she's like camping, like backpacking in Chile. I'm super jealous. Uh so we'll have to, you know, hear Man, all not. about that. Yeah. Camping. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Me, where's the TV plug in at over here? Yeah, exactly. Um find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com, like the Facebook page, YouTube channel. I've got a couple new uh, YouTube videos up. Um and uh, uh there's something in the kids page on the website. Um uh, even the mom's page which needs to uh, be updated. Jen. Hey, hey, real quick before I forget to say this. Uh, in the hot dog segment, we need to do the t-shirts. So if you're yeah. listening intently right now, I'm like, oh, I want a t-shirt, I want a t-shirt. We'll do it in the hot dog segment. Just do it in the hot dog segment. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get to the interview with Kate Gallagher. I can't believe we call something the hot dog segment and people are like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's just like you and me eating hot dogs. Is the hot dog segment. So. <laughs> You see the big plate full of hot dogs and you get all sweaty. (laughs) All right. Here's Kate. We talked to Kate about the sitting crisis. Uh, Actually, I read that wrong. Uh, It is sitting (laughs) crisscross. Not the sitting crisis. I was like, I don't remember talking to her about that at all. Sitting crisscross, applesauce, gymnastics, hip external rotation, the deep six, Hey now, so SI joint pain, running on a treadmill, upstream and downstream, side planks, changing positions throughout the day, and doing mobility every day. Here's Kate. Well, uh, let's just jump right into this. And uh, our kind of our plan 
and I say our Kate and Kate's and my plan, Rick, yes. uh, was to talk about the good old hips today. My plan is to listen and uh, to have my mind blown. <laughs> yes, apart we, by we, we, because I, like we all know, I'm the everyman who uh, you know doesn't know anything about anything. So it's good for me to hear people talking about stuff that I haven't thought about, and I have literally. Uh, Zero times have I ever considered anything about hips. Zero. Ooh. So this is all new territory for me. So let's go ahead and just say welcome to the show, Kate Galliette. It's a pleasure to be here as always, gentlemen. I'm so stoked to talk hips with you today. Awesome. So we've done we've done feet and we've done posture, right? Or we did like a head alignment. It was posture, but it basically we just talked about head alignment for half yeah. an hour, which was awesome. Yeah. So this is hips. So what are we going to do next? Like as in today, we're going to no. dive into hip stability no, no, today. No, only hips, but like we ha- we're going to have you on in a few more weeks, and uh, we got to talk about another. Uh, another Let's not get that cart ahead of the horse here, Mark. I'm sorry. I feel we're like gonna... we have enough I'm ahead s- of us. I'm with so hips. excited. I want to. I'm a planner. Okay, we'll talk about that at the end of the oh, interview. So about that, you like to plan things. <laughs> the universe loves it when you plan things. Just FYI. See. Um, <laughs> no, really, let's dive in here because Rick always has questions and yes. side trails us off into his personal issues, which is great. <laughs> I have those same issues too. He has so personal I think issues. When we finish up today, we'll figure out of the ones that are left what we want to tackle next. But Boom. how about we just dive into hip stability and kind of see where the party goes? Let's talk about hips and let's talk about, um, let's first off, let's do crisscross applesauce. Like, what does it mean if you can't sit, otherwise known as Indian style, but that's politically incorrect. So what does it mean if you can't sit crisscross applesauce? Anything? Yeah. It means those. Okay. So when you're trying to sit crisscross applesauce style, like we did as kids, and we're supposed to still be able to do as adults, your femur, your leg bone, the big one on the top, has to be able to externally rotate. And when the hip is clamped down, it can't do that. And so then you get all awkward trying to drop that knee out to tuck the foot in, you know, and sit in that position. Uh-huh. And of course, if the hips are tight, that also can translate to some knee tightness and some ankle tightness as well. And so then, of course, the knee joint has to be able to flex enough to get into that crisscross applesauce position. And your ankle's got to be able to flex enough as well. And because remember, everything is a big unit together. There are different sections of the body, but they all connect to each other and they interrelate with each other. So what's happening in the hip can be affecting stuff down at the feet and vice versa. So in fact, one of the things we're going to get into today, and I actually have a couple of fun everybody play along things for you today for the hips we're going to get into that about external rotation of the hips and how that actually can be improved and how that actually works awesome very quickly i'm going to do a live experiment i'm 30 almost 35 years old i haven't set tried to sit that way crisscross applesauce (laughs) and i don't know i'm ballparking probably 25 years (laughs) so i'm going to try to do that real quick and see exactly what you're talking about because that's just not something i do very often it's crazy i'm down in the floor uh, it's not terribly, well, it's not really uncomfortable. It's not super comfortable. This is not the way I would choose to sit, <laughs> but I'm noticing that like my knees are kind of floating upwards yes. yeah. instead of like kind of down close to the ground, like my two <laughs> boys can do. But this is actually, when you guys were talking about this, it's like, oh, I, I won't even be able to get in that position period, but I'm almost in it. I feel like. Nice. So that's a good point. Like, there's so many folks who say to me often on the internet and in person, oh, I can never do that or I can never do that. You know, I, I do gymnastics and rock climbing and just moving around. I like to move. And people go, oh, I can never do that. And I always say, well, just try. Like, yeah. just try and see. One, you don't know. You might surprise yourself. Like Rick just sitting and went, oh, I could actually get on the ground and sit this way, although not perfectly. I could do it pretty good. Go out there and try to start moving things and seeing what works and doesn't work because that's data. That's information for you to go, I see what someone's doing. I'm going to try that. Hmm, I'm halfway there. I can't get all the way there. What am I missing? What am I not doing right? Is it a technique thing? Is it a muscular development thing? Is it a mobility thing? It's all data. You're like your own little science experiment. So I would love it if everybody would try out the things we're going to talk about today, but not just what we talk about today. When you see somebody do something cool that you think you'd like to try, Go try it. Don't we, sit on the sidelines. Well, and if you want to see someone do cool things, follow Kate on Facebook. Uh, like you can move in, in ways that very few humans today can move. Very impressive things that you can do. So, uh, yeah. But like I said, like there's some I, things that's like there's no way I can do that. But try. I appreciate that, but that really is my goal to like help people see that more people can do it. I mean, right. I was a gymnast as a kid, but took a 15-year hiatus because adults weren't doing gymnastics like 10 years ago, really, <laughs> um, and just said, why not? Like, why not explore it and come back to it? And then bouldering showed up, and then all this like hand balancing showed up, and because I just said that exact question, I wonder if I can do that, and if I can't, let me figure out how to technically and strength and mobility-wise 
get myself to be able to do that. And I think that almost anybody can achieve things they never thought possible um, in terms of like technical skill if they just move their body enough to get to the point of being able to do the technical skill. Right. Cool. All right. So let's jump in. Let's like, what do you got for us? Okay. So let's talk. Okay. Since we were talking external rotation, I brought with me six friends. Well, I mean, I didn't bring your friends. You have six friends in your body already, but I brought Mark mine. does not have six friends. Mark has zero friends because no one likes him. Oh, Shut up. no. Okay. Have, so this is one of my favorite parts of the hip complex um, because it's so neat um, and so rarely paid attention to. And some of the listeners who've done a lot of studying might already go, oh, I know what she's going to say. But I bet a lot of people don't. And that's called, the six, grouping of six muscles that are in your hip complex are called the deep six. And um, they, the grouping is uh, your piriformis, your gemellus superior, your obturator internus, your gemellus inferior, obturator externus, and your quad fem. So basically, there's a piriformis in there, two gemellus, two obturators, and then a quad fem. And a lot of people are going like, ah, Latin science, I don't know. Don't worry. You don't have to memorize all the names. You can just say deep six and then go along with the conversation with us. But these six like this section here, the span of muscles, these guys are responsible for firing the leg and the hip in such a way that you externally rotate. So when you want to change directions, when you're playing sports and you want to make yourself go a new way, you'll plant and then rotate or pivot in a new direction. The deep six are responsible for that. So I have a little way for everybody to feel their deep six. So can we all do this together? I'm ready. In fact, I'm going to do it too because I, it's hard for me to give instructions without doing it oh, with yeah. people. You're going to stand up on two feet, okay, nice and tall. I'm there. Then take your left foot and put it so that just the toes are on the ground. So the knees will be the knee will be bent. The right leg is just standing there. It's doing nothing. Okay? Take your left hand and put it on your left butt cheek. So you look like you're striking a pose. Okay? Can I put can I put my hand on Rick's butt cheek? No. Yes, you can. <laughs> Anyone else's butt cheek unless they say it's okay. Okay, that's that's yeah. good advice. <laughs> so you got your knee bent, right? And your toes are just on the ground and yes. the heel is up on that left foot. Take your left knee and turn it outward away from the other leg. And as you do so, really pull it. You should feel flexing in the butt muscle. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Feel that yes. external rotation there? That is your deep six helping out to do that external rotation. That feels and good. it's really cool because not just you think, well, I don't pivot and run. Those guys are really responsible for keeping the the great the, the trochanter, it's attached to the greater trochanter, that big femur bone that's in your body, that really big thick one in the thigh for those who don't know anatomy super well. That bone needs to be able to stay externally rotated. It needs to be able to stay tall and stacked and not caving in or leaning outward. And these deep six can play a role in things like SI joint pain and knee pain when it's not strong and stable. And so I love working with folks to make that area stronger and more proficient. Did it? So did you guys feel it? Did you feel yeah. that like flexing in your deep six? Yeah, I'm actually still doing it because it feels good. <laughs> actually, yeah, I felt it. And I'm. you're talking about like where when you turn your knee outwards, like the inside of your foot basically goes perpendicular to your other foot, I guess. Is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was doing it right. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that for sure. So that deep six, they, they do a bunch of stuff. And I wanted to share some of that with you guys because I think with hips, a lot of folks really struggle because how many people, there's a little bit of a joke among some of my colleagues and I, like somewhere, somewhere in this world, someone is doing a psoas hip flexor stretch like at every minute of the day, because everybody feels like their hips and their psoas are really tight and everybody feels like they should stretch it. But the reality is that they keep having to stretch it. So is that really fixing the issue? Not always, sometimes, but not always. And quickly explain and, to the listeners what the psoas is, because that's one of those that like a lot of people don't know what their psoas is. Okay, no problem. So the psoas muscle is part of the the hip complex on the front. And so it attaches on the spine and it comes forward and attaches on your leg bone as well. And it's responsible for flexing the hip. So basically if we sit in our chair and we pull our knee up to our chest, our psoas helps out with that. Okay. So the challenge is that that muscle can get really short and weak for folks who have to sit a bunch or who don't have strong organization of movement from their torso through their pelvis down into their legs. And they can overuse the psoas or underuse it. People who run on a treadmill overuse their psoas a whole bunch because that treadmill pulls the yeah, leg they're backwards. Not, they're not pushing off to move forward. They're actually trying to catch up to the treadmill belt. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So people who run on treadmills a bunch, you guys really need to be mindful about hip stability, glute strength, and getting your psoas to a, a solid length tension relationship with the rest of your body. So anyways, a lot of folks stretch their psoas because they feel tight in that crease of their hip, like where a pant would crease. They feel really tight there. And then you Google that and you find somebody doing a half kneeling psoas kind of stretch where you 
you're on one knee and you're kind of like a, like someone's about to knight you and you're kneeling down to receive the knighthood and you're pushing your hip forward to stretch that psoas. And you might feel some relief as you do that. But if that's not the main issue, for example, if the deep six aren't strong and stable and firing the way they should, that psoas stretch really isn't going to get you anywhere. So here's an interesting thing. With the psoas and the piriformis and the whole rest of the deep six together, they all work around the SI joint. So anybody who's had low back issues probably has heard of the SI joint. It's basically very down near the bottom of the spine. And it, when it gets locked up, it's really painful. And sometimes you need a chiropractor to help with that um, or various other external modalities to help you fix it. But here's the interesting thing. The psoas fibers, remember that's the front, they attach on that very front end of that SI joint area. And so they can tip the SI joint forward. Okay, like if there was water in our pelvis, the water would tip out the front. The piriformis attaches near the back, and so it can tip things backwards. So if we had, again, water in our pelvis, it would fall off the backside. When this area can get locked up, or when the brain is signaling to that part of the hip complex, the piriformis, the SI joint, and the psoas, that, hey, we're not super strong and stable, or one of us is too strong, everybody can lock up. And then almost, it's almost like the entire thing freezes together. And you can stretch your psoas till the cows come home. It won't make a difference because the piriformis is going to keep pulling back because it's going, no, 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 don't release. We're, no, we can't release. That's not safe. And so you're fighting a losing battle the right. entire time. Making your deep six strong and making your piriformis and camellus and obturator and quad fem better in their health and mobility and strength can alleviate problems on the front side of your body with the psoas. So how do you get the deep six strong? Yes, that's a great question. Ha. I have a test for you guys to do. So in the Unbreakable Body programming I do with folks online, there's a whole section on this. I wanted to give you one of the exercises today to just get you started on connecting to and becoming aware of your deep six, okay? So again, we're all going to stand up. If you're in a car, please don't stand up. I just People have <laughs> people wrote in before and they were like, I listened in the car and I was sad I couldn't take notes, but I put my head back on the headrest. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. But don't do this one if you're in the car. Unless you're on a motorcycle, then you can stand up on the seat. That's totally safe. No, and it's not safe. Do not do that at all. Not, I didn't say that. I did not okay that. Not me who said that. So, okay, we're standing up, and we're going to put our hands on our hips, okay? And then, keeping both legs straight, I'd like you to lift one leg off the ground as high as possible. Like to the side, you mean, or to the front? No, I'd like to lift straight up into the air. So your feet are going to stay stacked right underneath you. Uh -huh. Nothing's going to kick out to the side, and you're not going to tip over like a teapot. Try to lift one leg as high as you possibly can, like it has a lift underneath your foot and you're wearing a big boot. Okay. And then stand back down. Now try this. Try this. This is the reverse way. Stand with feet flat on the floor. Take your left knee and bend it as much as you can, keeping both feet flat on the floor. Okay? The other leg should stay straight. Now when you did that, did one of your hips pop out to the side? Yes. Yeah. And Rick's like off. Yeah. A little oh, bit. Got it. Okay. Hi. You're welcome back. So the knee was bent and the other hip is kind of pushing out to the side. Um, in my client time with my folks, I kind of joke that this is like the hey girl, like status. Could you picture that? I'm doing it right now, which none of you can see it, but I look like I'm saying hey girl to you. Anyways, that deep six was just doing those two motions with you. So when our knee was bent, the deep six on the opposite hip that are kind of jutting out to the side, they're, they're stretched. They're lengthened out. Then when you came back and you lifted up that one leg as high as you possibly could, you should have been using your deep six to do that. And I, I'm going to make a video for you guys to show you this too um, because I know we like to put show notes together. But here's what I wanted to tell you with this. I guarantee you there's somebody who did this with us right now and they went, I don't feel my hip moving. I feel my low back on the opposite side. And I love it when that happens because that is like the first signal to somebody that like, wait a minute, she's saying I'm supposed to use my hip. How come I feel it in my low back? That shows you how, one, we connected we are, but two, how likely we are to compensate when we don't have strong movement patterns with certain muscle organization. So there are some folks who, when they did that leg lifting drill, trying to get the leg to come straight up in the air, their brain went, hmm, hmm, no deep six, who else, who else can we use? Ah, oh, let's use the low back muscle. Let's use that QL that kind of comes down and attaches at the pelvis. And they'll feel kind of a pinching in their low back. And if that's the case, that is a good piece of data to then say, ah, this is an area that I need to improve because my brain just decided to use the low back instead of its hip stabilizers. And, and, so, and, when you, and when you say improve, you mean like that means that your deep six is sort of, it's weak and it's immobile and it's not sort of functioning how it's supposed to function. 
Yeah, they can get, and the deep six are interesting. They can get, so when muscles get out of function, you know, good function, they can get super short, but they also can get really long too. We want a good length tension relationship. And if they're too short, that's not good. And if they're too long, that's not good either. We want the Goldilocks amount. And so when folks have a deep six that are over lengthened, that means that that femur bone isn't sitting in the pelvis as strong and tight as it can. And so then, of course, up and downstream is going to have to compensate. Things in the low back will have to compensate, and things down at the knee will have to compensate. So there's some folks who have knee pain, and it's traced all the way back up to their hips not being strong and stable, and the knee having to compensate for that. Yeah, that's very interesting. And that's one of the things that I've learned over the last few years doing a lot of mobility stuff is like if you have a knee problem, it, it, I mean, unless you've like torn your MCL or something like that, like it's most likely uh, the result of something upstream or downstream. And those are two terms, you know, if it's a low back, it's probably downstream of your low back or upstream. So it's not, it's usually not something that's happened at the point of, of the acute pain. Uh, it's, it's one of the surrounding tissues. Yeah. And that's where people get frustrated and confused because everybody wants a simple solution. And I, I, we all do, we all want simple solutions. And oftentimes movement is really simple, but that's also an example of when it's not, when you have to look elsewhere and you have to do a little detective work. And if you don't have the knowledge or desire to study all that, then talk to somebody who does find a professional who can evaluate your movement and help you find out where you're compensating in your movement patterns and where you're doing a great job and how to bring all of that up to a new level of success. For example, that can make a big difference when just doing your own workouts that you already do. You could actually get more benefit out of the workouts you're already doing just by getting your deep six or your glute or your TVA deep in your core to fire better and not be compensating so much with other muscles. Awesome. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hey, so you know what's one of the exercises folks do a lot to strengthen their hips? Oh, uh, well, like a lunge or something? Or no, are those uh, the, the machine that you get into to like uh, do your oh adductors? It looks like a thigh, ma- thigh yeah. master. Yeah. I was in a gym last night, and I was stunned that those still existed. I was like, wow, really? I haven't been in a commercial gym in years. I'm amazed these are still here, and people were still using them, and God bless them. Um, the, the amount of money that like goes into making those things yeah. to, to like what you and get out of it is like no. crazy. You know, I can't speak to what the actual use of those is for somebody who's a high expert in them, but as I always understood <laughs> it from what I learned from instructors in previous coursework in college was like, if you had hip surgery, there could be a time and place for that because right. you're doing some isolation work on adductors and abductors. But beyond that, I have never heard much of like how they're beneficial, but more to the point, there are so many other things that you can do that connect the entire kinetic chain together that would be of good use of your time than using those machines. For example, a side plank is one of the most common ones that folks will do when they know they want to work on their lateral hip stability. You know that side plank, you're on your one elbow, the whole one side of your body is facing the ground, and so you think, okay, well, that whole thing must be stabilizing, right? And yet there's so many ways to cheat the side plank. And one of the most common ones that I see that I help folks fix is picture your side plank, or if you've never done one, um, maybe we can put one in the show notes, or we can do a picture of Rick doing a side plank if we want to do that. Um, Rick, take a <laughs> selfie doing a side plank, please. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. <laughs> so, when folks are doing a side plank, they're supposed to have their entire one side facing the ceiling, and the other side facing the floor, and they're propped up on their forearm, kind of underneath their shoulder. Legs are stacked on top of each other. A real common mistake folks makes to not use their hip because their brain goes, eh, we're not so strong in the hip. Let's get somebody else to help is they'll bend their hips just a little bit. So they'll flex them a little bit. So kind of like when you start to fold forward to do a deadlift or pick something up off the floor, there's a little bit of a hinge in the hip. Folks will do that when they're in a side plank and they won't have those hips fully open and flush uh, in line with the rest of the torso and the rib cage and the knees. And that can take away from the ability to fire that deep six and the glute medius and minimus and everybody who's on the side of that hip as a stabilizer, it takes the work away from them and yeah. puts it elsewhere. Because you're not using that, like it, it like takes all the pressure off of, of like the mm-hmm. that the all the tissues like around your hip joint. Yeah, yeah, it really it allows you to. And so folks will go, well, I can do I do side planks every day, and I don't see any difference. And I go, I know that's such a bummer because that's a good exercise, but there might be something you're compensating on, and that's when doing again doing a little detective work. Like all my folks, I have them take videos of themselves regularly, both for them to watch, but also for me to watch and see like show them here. You see how you did it this way? This is an alternative you could do to get you out of that old compensatory pattern of wanting to always fire your low back first or want to always fire your psoas muscle first. You know? Right, right. 
So videos, videos are super handy and helpful. The, another thing that people usually do when they're doing single leg drills, if it's never been brought to their attention, you know, single leg drills became really popular, like single leg squats and single leg deadlifts. And hey, let's do it on one leg. We don't want to do overkill on that, but there's a time and a place where training on one leg is valuable. However, if you're doing it in a really, really relaxed position, so when we were standing up just a little while ago and I had you kind of relax that leg so the knee was bent and your hip was jutting out to the side, there's a lot of folks that will do their single leg drills in that position not realizing that they're allowing relaxation to happen through the hip joint while they're trying to do work to strengthen their hip. Instead, what they want to do is think of a pair of suspenders, or I always think of those marionette puppets that have the strings running up to the little thing that you hold to make them dance. Right. And imagine you've got those strings attached to your hips, and they're elevating you the entire time. So you maintain that lift, and you maintain that elevation through your hips while you're doing the single leg squat or the single leg deadlift or the reach to the cone that's on the floor, whatever drill you've chosen for that day. It's kind of like the Conan O'Brien dance. You know, where he's got the, the That's strings. That's actually exactly what I was thinking about what you were saying. Man, now I'm out of the loop, you guys. I don't know pop culture like that. Explain it to me. Well, he does this dance. I mean, we could, well, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. But, like, uh, yeah, he does this weird dance. And I don't know if he still does it. But when he was on network TV, he would do this thing where he would, like, kind of pull. I pretend like he was pulling his hip up to one side and his other hip. Then he would, like, cut. Pretend like he was cutting and then his hip would fall. Like it was just, he started doing it. You'll just have to find it on YouTube and send it to her, Mark. I'll send it right now. I think you should do that because it sounds like it might be funny, but I think I'm missing something here. The story of Mark's life. (laughs) Joe falling flat. No, trust me, trust me. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) Don't build it up too much because then it's a complete and utter letdown if it doesn't match my high expectations. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so me as being guy who doesn't, uh, this is, a lot of this feels like it's over my head a bit. What do I need to be doing, I don't know, daily, weekly, what have you, to ensure that I, because I'm, I'm trying to follow along as close as I can, but you're using all these big words like psoas and all this other stuff. Oh, oh. What do I need to be doing uh, daily, weekly, what have you, to make sure that I have regular human you know, hip mobility so that I'm not overcompensating and all this other stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, and my apologies to anybody with the, the turn oh. but there's some things that like, you know, like I teach my high schoolers, they learn what the word prone and supine mean. They learn what the word psoas means because I tell them, like, you need to know the real world's words anyway, so let's teach you now. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, so, but we can always go back and revisit anything someone doesn't understand. Um, so daily, um, one of the most fun things that you can do, Rick, and fun is in quotes and maybe <laughs> sarcastic, um, <laughs> What you can do is get your lacrosse ball, and we're going to start working on releasing your piriformis and seeing if there's any tension and tightness in there, especially because I know, don't you sit for work, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm a police officer, so I sit in a car like all night long. Yeah, so when you sit on the floor, and okay, so we're sitting, and our sits bones, which are that bony part underneath your butt, we're going to I'm getting getting my lacrosse ball right now, and I'm going to do this as you're telling me, so hang on, let me get down on the floor again. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God, it's not okay. Okay, I'm down on the floor. Okay. (laughs) So we're sitting on the floor. We've got our lacrosse ball. Our knees are bent up, um, kind of yes. old-fashioned sit-up style. Okay. Then we're going to take that lacrosse ball and on our left side, okay? So we'll just all go through this together. Take that okay. lacrosse ball, put it on your left side right next to your butt, all right? Okay. Now lean away from that a little bit towards the right. Okay. That way you can wedge the lacrosse ball in there just a little bit. Not super far. We're still on kind of that outer edge of the glute there. Okay. All right? So lean back left so that you lean onto it. And you might need to maneuver around a little bit to find the hot spot, but you'll know when you found it because there's a piece of tissue in there that will be very uncomfortable for most yeah. folks. Just found it. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So, so can we make it even better, though? Can we make it better? Oh, yeah. Okay. Normally, folks, I would have you spend however long it takes to see 50% improvement of like how much it hurts. It's 50% less painful. Or how tight it is. It's 50% less tight feeling. But we're going to rush along and for the sake of, you know, brevity here. Um, so normally you would wait till 50% improvement happens before you do this next part, but we're going to just jump right into it. Now, Rick, what I'd like you to do is take, um, you're leaning on your ball, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so take your right hand and yes. grab your left knee and start to okay. pull your left knee up towards your chest, aiming okay. it at your right shoulder, and then continue to lean over into the lacrosse ball and work your way around a little bit. What oh. you just did was fan out the glute medius, minimus, and maximus, as well as the deep six to get through to that deep six that's underneath. And that way you can get to the piriformis better than you can when your leg is just down on the ground. And as you keep that knee pulled to your chest and you move around the ball a little bit, you're going to find really, really hot stuff. Now, yeah, yeah, I do. If you find, this is a big one, though. If this you feel hilarious. nerve pain or tingliness, stop, move away. 
remember that the sciatic nerve runs near that piriformis and can get kind of bound up with it if it's really tight and knotted up in there. Never stay on something that is tingly or burning or feels like nerve pain. Always stop back out and slowly work your way back in. It should feel uncomfortable if you've got some work to do in there, but it should never tingle. It should never burn. Okay. So All right. as you're we got uncomfortability that, covered. Well, now. Perfect. As you're working on that and it starts to feel a little bit better, then start to take the left leg and straighten it all the way back out again and bring it back in. So now we're kind of sawing in and back out, in and back out. And that's giving us a little bit of a different kind of massage in that whole piriformis, deep six, glute medius area. And you'll feel some relief start to happen in time. I can't tell you it'll happen today, Rick, but you know, if you do this for about 24 hours, you might start to feel better. Oh, okay. So 24 consecutive hours of doing this. Excellent. <laughs> no, so I would do for someone who feels a lot of discomfort in there, I'd spend some time there every day, at least initially. Remember that we're rolling a snowball down a hill here and we gain momentum as we pick up steam going down the hill. So we would want to do a lot of stimulus early on to start to train the brain and the body to go, hey body, you don't have to hold that tension there anymore. You can start to gain some pliability back again. Um, and then you'll need to do it less and less as time progresses and your body starts to learn to change the pliability and the durability of that piriformis, glute medius, deep six area. So that's okay. one of the first things you could start doing. Um, the second thing is a stretch that I actually just put up today on Instagram that I'll give you guys to go ahead and put over um, on your show notes of a simple stretch that you can do sitting on the floor, sitting in a chair to stretch the area every day. Because of course, most of us are sitting all day. We've beat that horse to death by now. Uh, we know we need to stand up, but that's just not possible for a lot of us working desk jobs or car jobs. So there's a stretch you can throw in to break up the day and kind of spend some time stretching. Then after that, one of the best things that you can do without having to know how to train your hips is to start doing things like brushing your teeth standing on one foot. Ooh, now, yeah. you're not allowed to do it just standing on one foot like a sloppy person. You're going to do that positioning we did where you stand with two feet flat on the floor, lift one leg up into the air as high as you can, and you're doing that by driving through that grounded leg to lift that other leg up nice and high. Keeping and you'll your, feel some tension in your butt muscle as and, you do that. And keeping and your pelvis your neutral. Or while you're doing dishes or anything where you're standing up. We're trying to build some base level strength in those hip stabilizer muscles so that they can have start, start having direct attention of, oh, they're asking us to fire. Maybe we should start getting stronger with this. So that in time, when things like lunges and squats and broad jumps and pivot turns and things like that that are really fun and sexy show up, your brain already knows how to fire the deep six and the piriformis in conjunction with the rest of the glute complex, and you know you're going to get a strong connection out of that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm standing on one foot uh, away from the microphone, uh, flexing my deep six. <laughs> so, and folks, as you try this, that's an important thing to remember. We're not going to lock the knee. We're going to keep it straight, but we're not going to lock it. Hyperextending the knee is one way to get out of doing hip stability, and we don't want that to happen. So a nice soft knee position, lifting that one leg up nice and high, standing on the other leg. The longer you do it, the more you'll start to go, oh, I can kind of feel a little burn happening in my butt. Um, and also, if you feel it in that low back, again, back out of it. Try again. Work until you feel it in your butt. Stopping if you feel it in your low back. Resetting and trying again. So do this when you're brushing your teeth, when you're like if you're standing up uh, at the office, or just like w w if someone's like forgets it's the end of the day, could they just like accumulate like three minutes uh, yep. in that position, something like that? That would be great. That, I love the idea of doing three minutes at the end of the day if, if you miss it for the rest of your day. I mean, the thing we got to remember, guys, we're humans. Like, we got to keep this body functional and right. moving. And, you know, if you watch, like, I watch my dog move around and he stretches and he rolls and he, <laughs> like, just moves, like, throughout the day. I mean, granted, he sleeps a whole bunch of the time, too. But he moves a whole bunch. And we got to do the same thing. And we are locked into these positions of sitting and being in cars and even standing at a standing desk is still staying in one position the entire day. We got to be responsible for moving our joints and our body and our biomechanics in such a way that they are resilient and strong and are getting the signal like, oh, yeah, you still want to use us. Okay, we'll grow. We'll develop. We'll get better. It's up right. to us to do that. Yeah. and I, I, well, I, you, you, you hit on something very interesting uh, just a second ago that uh, we're not necessarily doing this stuff for the benefits today. We're doing it for the benefits tomorrow and five years and 10 years and 20 years down the line. If you don't take care of your mobility today, yeah, you may not notice like you know, right today, like, oh, my hips are really tight, but you'll definitely notice it. If you don't take care of your body, you'll notice it over time. And that's why we, we harp on this and why we love having you on the show is because this is helping us, you know, bigger picture. This is ultimate big picture stuff. 
I love it. I think that's so great. I want humans to do amazing things for a long, long, long time. And as long as you're here on earth, I want you doing something really cool. And it, it's up to you to go ahead and take the ball and run with it. But I'm so happy to share these little tidbits just to try to make the day a bit more productive for our body, not just for our boss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nobody's saying you have to like quit your job and go like do mobility for your whole life. But it's like, it's, it's just adding it in as you're doing other things, kind of how we used to do it. Like nobody used to have to exercise willpower to go to the gym and work out. Like movement was just part of our daily life. And as, as much as you can sort of instill it into your, the things that you're already doing, you know, the better that's going to be. And, and that's going to actually be a sustainable thing to do. Yeah. Just remember, it's all signals that need to come into your body in order for your body to do anything. And it's for most folks that don't find success with it. Um, it's, it, it might be some other reason then, but often when I talk with my clients, at least I'll say, well, okay, your hips aren't getting any better. How often have you been doing your mobility drills? And they're like, uh, never. Yeah. like twice a week. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like we talked about doing this daily because you have to send that signal and that signal can't show up. I'm leaving to go travel soon and I'm supposed to be practicing my Spanish and um, I haven't been. And so now I'm going to have to do a cramming session. So I'll own the fact that like sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to do. Um, But I'm very aware of the fact that I'm digging my own grave by doing that. Um, And so I don't want folks to do that with their body because the impact of digging your own grave by not moving is... Well, sticking your own grave. You well, know? It, even if you think about like, think of it this way, like, okay, 10 and we're, we're up on time, but I just wanted to throw, throw this last thing out. So like, okay, you're going to do 10 minutes of mobility a day. Well, like think about 10. Okay. That seems like a lot, right? But if you think about it in perspective of that position and, and those movements compared to the rest of your day, 10 minutes mm-hmm. is nothing. You know, like it can't, how is that supposed to compete with you sitting in a chair for eight hours? Like it can't. Um, so, but, but at least you, so you got to start somewhere. So, so tr- doing it every day, like, so doing like 10 minutes twice a week is even like less of a percentage of, of, you know, like you're not strengthening the dog in the fight, so to speak. Like you've got to make that dog strong so it can fight against modernity and chairs. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Exactly. Well, okay. This is, uh, do what? Amen. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Um, so we are we are out of time, and so as we discussed, uh, we will email uh, uh, off air and decide what the next movement pillar will be. But we will definitely have you back on. See, it's, uh, this show is going to air on the seventh of February, so maybe like in April or, or somewhere later in the spring, we'll we'll uh, we'll get you on the calendar and have you back on. But really appreciate you coming back on again. You've given us a lot of time over the last few weeks. And it's been super uh, helpful and lots of productivity to our listeners. Gentlemen, it's my pleasure. And to listeners, it's so much fun. So thanks for being here with us. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Kate. You can find her stuff at fitforreallife.com. She's got tons of uh, material out there. There are other websites that she is a part of that I will link to in the show notes. She also sent us a video a couple days ago. Um, and By it's, us, she meant you, and you never sent it on to me. Well, it, it's like she made it. She was like the title of the YouTube video is like hit, the hip movement video for Simply Human podcast. I mean, it's like oh, it's word. for us, and she, it's really cool. So, dude, I've watched some of her videos because I'm Facebook friends with her now. She's amazing. Like she, like from a mobility standpoint, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's it's she can like. I don't know. Like, there's one where she is like squatting all the way down to the ground so low that her rear end is touching the ground, and then she like goes like backward. I don't know. It's hard to describe. She's like, like yeah, she's like Olympic gymnast. Like, really, it is. It's like inspiring for me to be able to touch my toes. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll (laughs) yeah. So we'll have Kate back on again to talk about uh, another movement pillar. It is now the hot dog segment, and a few minutes ago we promised you that we were going to give the T-shirt giveaway. So. Facebook person, someone, puppies. That I, I think I nailed that. I think I, I think said you did that right. Um, who hasn't, hasn't contacted us yet for the November giveaway? We can, well, hang on, hang on. We can use this one as the segue into the humans being human. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so the, the January, January winner yeah. of uh, of our drawing is, and I don't know how to say your name, so you're gonna have to help me out here. But uh, it's Mark Squadby. Underscore thirty three S C W A U D B Y underscore thirty three, and I know you're a regular listener because I think like you sent us an email or something like that like months ago. So Squadaby thirty three, you have won the January uh, Simply Human T shirt. Uh, I would say email either me or Mark, but I have nothing to do with the T shirt. So email Mark yes. Simply Human Lifestyle at gmail dot com. Uh, he'll get your size and your uh, your. Uh, 
address and he'll get that shipped out to you. Uh, he will claim that he will ship it out to you very quickly, but in reality it will be <laughs> rather slowly. Not and, if I have uh, the flu have or something. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there oh. you go. Thank you very much for your review. We are going to do, as always, we're going to do a February. So uh, give us your give us your uh, February reviews. And- yeah, and and they're working because, like, on the on the podcast app on the phone, it, the the rankings are all over the place. But like, when you go to iTunes, like on the computer, we're always like up within the top fifty. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So okay. it's uh, I never get on a computer, so I don't know. I know I've have very rarely I've I've just been doing that because it, it it gives me a little more affirmation to see us up there than having cool. to do the stupid phone. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for have, having done that. Uh, giving us reviews to boost us up there and also downloading our show. And thank you for telling people about their show. Word of mouth helps as well. And uh, I think we said this either last episode or the one before that. If you like what we do, if you like the Simply Human Lifestyle, if you you know enjoy our program, uh, we really appreciate that. And we would appreciate it even more if you would give us a social media share, Boom. like a Facebook uh, share or a Twitter retweet or something. Uh, it, it, because you know, that's how we get the word out. You have 500 Facebook friends and you share it. And then if one of them likes it and then they share it and then that, that, that we're, we're spreading the word, uh, not necessarily us trying to become super famous because I have no desire to be famous, but it's more along the lines of, we feel like the message we have is very important. And so we want to get it to as many people as we can because it's good news. It helps us. It's helped me. It's helped Mark. It's helped lots of people. So if you like what we do, uh, share us. Like we do a Facebook post uh, every time that we have a new show. Just share that and maybe yeah, some go. people will click on it and listen and enjoy what we do and, and we'll help them as well. So uh, hook us up in that manner. Cool. Um, and I'm going to call out Trey. And Trey, you know who you are. Uh, yes, who, who, yes. Who recently got a t-shirt who who needs to post a picture of himself on our Facebook page with the t-shirt. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. You're entering into a contract with us when you get a t-shirt. <laughs> you have to take a picture of yourself in that t-shirt and put it on uh, put it on the, the Facebook page. Yes. So Trey, you son of a bee, <laughs> you'd better do that right now. Speaking That's of my authoritative police. There it voice. is. Oh no. Um, okay. So speaking of why Glenn, there you, what, what? <laughs> you okay, almost nailed the segue. Almost a terrible segue. Okay. So Facebook person, someone puppies, uh, hasn't contacted us yet. If at some point in the future, if you do contact me, whoever you are, I will probably just go ahead and be Mr. Nice guy and send you a shirt. But to- so anyone can email Mark and pretend to be that guy and get a free shirt. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can <laughs> really like, yeah. So anyone that takes advantage of that, just you get a free shirt. Um, if, and uh, so why Glenn, who has left several reviews, we really appreciate his loyalty. We are going to he's, give- he's been a humans being human guest before. Yes. Very, he was the one that did the uh, probably our best story ever. The, are these the kind that you shove, oh, yes. the shove in or hammer in? Oh, geez. That's the most <laughs> awesome yeah. feedback I've ever had for humans being human. That was a classic Weiglin, and he's also emailed us. We're going to do him today for humans being human. This Whoa. She said. We're going to do um, the story. Yeah, oh, so, uh, Sorry. Glenn, Abort mission. Glenn, uh, I think, yeah, just send me your, your uh, address. And I'll email you as well. But, okay, it is but now he went, time. He, he's, giving, he's receiving our uh, the re-gift of the November shirt. So. Right. Okay, so um, it is now time to transition to the Humans Being Human segment. Okay. We need to get a real uh, sound effect of like an animal choking. Well, that sounds terrible, but like a do- like my dog will periodically like cough something up, like <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. My beagles uh, kind of get caught where they sort of can't breathe, and I'm almost like, oh, is it gonna? Maybe, maybe it's gonna die. Please, please, please. Oh, he came through. Oh well. Okay. Can I tell you a very quick funny story? <laughs> yes. It has nothing to do with any of this, but I just thought of this because I'm meant to tell you this. You know how like the kids are doing like the hundredth day of school. Yes. Well, I guess the thing is like they're supposed to dress up as like a hundred year old person. Oh boy. And we're trying to come up with a costume idea. <laughs> and Jason was like, I could go in a skeleton shirt because most hundred year old people are dead. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man. That would be awesome. That would be the funniest thing. Ever. Like a super long, like gray haired wig. <laughs> 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 All right, that yeah, that that counts in humans being human. Okay, I'm gonna read an email that that Glenn sent us, and uh, and then I'm gonna. Sp- I have not read this email. Okay, right. He just sent it to me, and then I'm gonna spring something on you. That's what mm. she. 
Okay. She does not say that. I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> he would be saying that if anyone is saying that. Right. Okay, exactly. Thank um, you. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Here's, here's the email. In 1996, my wife and I celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary at the delightful 16-day cruise on the Pacific Princess. Uh, and, and, and just for the record, if you email me something, a story like this, like just know that don't put anything in here that you want me to read. It's going to be on the air. You know what I'm saying? So. Don't put in your like, and my social security number <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, <laughs> what? okay. So while waiting at the gate uh, for our flight to depart Tahiti, so they're in Tahiti. Uh, okay. He realized he needed to go to the bathroom. His wife was thinking, you don't have time. We're going to be on the plane in just a minute. You can go on the plane. So back to the email. I readily located the restrooms. It was challenging to know which door was for men because each gender had only assigned depicting a crude outline of a Tahitian face with long hair. <laughs> Concerned about the time, I judged one to be a little more masculine than the other. So maybe like that one had like a, like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth or something. So... <laughs> There were no people visible inside and seeing only bathroom stalls. What does that mean? If it's, it's a woman's bathroom. Well, he feared that I entered the woman's room, but then I spotted an artfully decorated tile wall of colorful flowers and plants with water running down its surface to where it collected and drained at the floor. Okay. Satisfied okay. is urinal. Satisfied is urinal. I proceeded to relieve myself on this decorative wall. On oh, my god! On return to my wife, I learned that she had decided it best to use the restroom before boarding also, so I pointed where the restroom was and said the ladies' room would be on the right. When she came back, <laughs> she reported that I'd given her the wrong directions because the ladies' room was on the left. After much discussion, we determined that we had used the same restroom, but she had... <laughs> but had she... Okay, so here's the question that Glenn poses, and this is good. She Had she used the men's room, or had Glenn peed on a decorative wall fountain in the ladies' room... <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like so forever you, they, he will never know if he's just like like the next lady that comes in and just like there's just pee all over the all over the wall <laughs> the decorative wall <laughs> wall fountain okay so there's that so speaking of in this sort of vein of possibly relieving yourself in an area that's not designed for that did you or did you not watch the link that I sent you and, and that I titled Jack. Uh, probably not. Okay, I'm going it doesn't to sound familiar. I'm going to I'm going to pause, pause the, the recording. recording so I can watch this. Okay, we're back. Rick has the video pulled out. I'm so glad he hasn't seen it. How, is this going to work? Like me doing? I'm off skyping on my phone and watching this video on my phone. Is this going to work? I think so. Um, okay, we'll try. I'm going to I'm going to uh, link to this video in in the show notes. Uh, so proceed. Okay, this is on Deadspin. The, uh, the headline is Brooklyn Man Takes Big Old Dump Outside Supermarket. Okay. All right, here we go. I, I would encourage anyone listening to try and. and oh, watch. is this? There's no audio for this? No, no, no. Okay, it's just surveillance. It's like a security footage. camera. Okay, I'm describing what I. Should I describe yeah, what describe I. Yeah, describe it. Oh my gosh. It is broad daylight, and a man is walking <laughs> on the sidewalk, and then there's tons of people around, and literally just. Huh? Sets his shopping bag down and pulls his pants down and is squatting. And there are people walking behind him, pulling a total New York, like not even giving a crap what that guy's doing. Has it, has it happened yet? Oh my, yes! <laughs> no one cares. This is the most am amazing thing I've ever seen. And he just <laughs> craps on the sidewalk. He's looking at it. He pulls his like, pants back up and just walks off. Yeah! Okay. Okay. One guy who's dressed like a you know a, a rabbi has like, like turns to look at him. Yeah. Like, but he he walks past the the guy crapping, puts a box like on a pile like he doesn't even notice, then walks up down the street and then stops like twenty feet later and turns around and stares at the guy. It's like a loading dock, like a loading zone for like a, gro a grocery store or something. That is the most and amazing. Okay, this is what fascinates me about New York culture. Is that up there? And you know, Jeff would be able to tell you about. And my brother lived in Brooklyn for a long time, for like seven years before they moved to Austin. Like the, the thing that's amazed me is that people up there have paying attention to what you have going on and ignoring everyone else. To just, uh, it's a fine art that they've got going on there. And just, this is yeah, proof. Yeah, a man on a sidewalk pulls his pants down and takes a dump. It's probably eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's just like and there's people. I mean, it's not like hustle bustle like a Manhattan sidewalk. But it, while he's doing this, at least like five or six people walk past. No one even turned to look at him. Yeah. No one like raised <laughs> their hands up like, "What are you doing?" They just like, oh, 
guy taking a crap. I just like walked on past. Okay, just get some really quick commentary, and, and hopefully everyone listening, if you haven't seen it, you'll you'll go to the show notes and you'll and you'll click on it now. It's it's, it's the, the the video. It's not like a close up of like. Yeah, it's, it's not, not disgusting. Yeah. It's just like it's basically more like surveillance amazing. footage, and you're like, "What the hell?" But as someone who has uh, like on many, many long, many, many, many <laughs> long, long runs, I have stopped, and I, you know, I'm out in the country, so there's no one ever around. But I've stopped many times and and done something similar to that on like no the side kidding. of the road. And but I know the guy. The guy kind of like stops, and he's thinking, "Okay, maybe, maybe," and and, and then he like takes another step, like maybe he can. It'll, this will pass, and he's like, "Nope, here we go." And he just <laughs> drops his bag and drops his pants, and it's unbelievable. He didn't he, like his. He didn't get it all over himself. It was very impressive. So watch that. And so, which leads to the question, Rick. Had, other than the other than the, uh, uh, so we have the Tahiti urinal. Was it a urinal? Uh, the guy taking a dump on the sidewalk. Have you other than the the room? Like, have you see that wasn't like where you had to go so bad. Yeah, that was a prank. We're talking yeah. about the dorm room. So, one. have you ever had a closet. have you ever had a moment where you've had to go so bad that you had to go to the bathroom somewhere that wasn't a bathroom? I have taken a dump in a no. dump, in a dumpster behind an aquatic center. God. So you have never done that. I've peed in lots of places, but I've never like <laughs> emergency like oh god oh god we've got to find a place like no okay. I'm a regular person okay. Mark. Okay. Us regular people like don't find ourselves in that kind of situation. Most people are and like. Moreover, there have been times where like you know I've been had stomach issues and like I'm oh god like I prefer not to like take a crap at like the grocery store or Ross or someplace like that. But I'm like gotta go gotta go like hustling to the bathroom. But I've never had one where like I'm <laughs> nope, right walk. now right here now. Well, as most people watch that video in like horror and aghast, and and I'm watching that with like sympathy for the guy. <laughs> like, man, I know what you're going through, buddy. Like, anyway, so watch the video and thank you, Glenn, for that question. And if anyone from Tahiti listens, please tell us if there are decorative wall fountains in the I women's room. But my favorite part of this is like imagining Glenn walking up and seeing two bathroom doors. They're like exactly the same. And being able to figure out which one is the men's and which one is the women's. Oh. Just staring at the pictures going, hmm, which one huh, is more masculine? I don't here? know. Yeah. Years and years and years ago when they still had Arlington Stadium, when I was a little kid, I was probably like seven years old, we went to a Rangers game and I walked, and, and to me, like uh, as a little kid, bathrooms at sporting events were always very confusing because they have like an entry door and an exit door. Ooh, yes. And what happened, uh, I was a little kid. I was, you know, seven or eight years old and I'm walking up and I have to pee. Well, I see the, uh, the door for the women's bathroom. And then like, you know, 20 or 30 feet down, I see another obviously bathroom door. And so I'm like, okay, well that was the woman's bathroom door. This has to be the men's. So I just walked in and it never occurred to me. There's no urinals. And I just walked up to a toilet and peed and walked out of the stall. And there's like a, th- it looked like a, like a women's convention in there. And I was like, <laughs> we all started I just screaming, like ducked my head and like ran out. It's like that scene from revenge of the nerds where he's like, he comes out of the women's bathroom. And they all start like covering up their boobs. Anyway, I uh, seen that one, it's a great, it's a great scene. Um, we used to watch it when we were little kids uh, when our parents weren't looking. Um, okay, that is the Humans Being Human segment, and let me transition out of it. Okay. I speak for all our listeners when I say we need to find a better transition sound. <laughs> well, normally like, it's the uh, it's the white noise. but That so, does not sound like white noise. Yeah. White is not the color that's coming to mind when you're making that noise. <laughs> it's like puke greenish brown. Awesome. All right, well, we need to wrap this up, so I'm going to make the tip of the week uh, quick. Okay. And uh, th- there's, a, there's a little something that I've been subscribed to, the newsletter. It's, it's called, like, uh, I think if you just Google, like, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Brian Johnson Philosopher's Notes. There's, like, a we- I can't even remember what website it is. I just know that at this point I just get emails. And they're really good. Uh, like, a lot of the quotes, if you do the Simply Human Reset, like, probably half of the quotes on the reset are from this, this thing that I get. They're not all from Brian Johnson. It's, like, you know, quotes from... Uh, you know, compiled from different famous people that give quotes. So here, I'm going to read a quote, and uh, and then basically we're just going to say a few words about it, and then that's going to be the tip of the week. So check it out. Quote, This week, laugh a lot. Look for the humor in things. Sing in the shower. Create shampoo sculptures with your hair in the bathtub. Make funny faces while brushing your teeth. Read humorous books. Rent comedies. Go to a 
karaoke club with a friend and join in. Call your best pal from grade school and reminisce. Do that once a week. Goof around with your kids and play with your dogs. In other words, get over your seriousness and let your hair down. Fake it if you have to, but do a good, uh, but do a good job of it. Don't worry if you look foolish. The more foolish you are, the more enlightened you'll feel. So the things you do don't have to have a point. Just just do things that that are fun and spontaneous and I don't know. That's, well, and intentionally goof around because honestly, like I think that's part of why I have a relatively you know I I, I should be stressed out all the time, but I'm really not. Uh, and I think that's part of it is that I intentionally look for the humor in things. I'm always looking to make a joke. And that's not to say that some things aren't serious, but like I'm always looking to find the humor in things. And I connect with people specifically like you who make me laugh. And, uh, you know, that's it's, it's such a great stress reliever, I think, is laughing a lot. Yeah. I just I watched a TED talk, uh, uh, like it's like a 10 minute TED talk earlier this week about this like improv comedian and, and like they did this they staged this whole huge thing where they had like 80 people dressed up in blue polos and khaki pants that like one by one just sort of sauntered into a Best Buy in New York and so there's <laughs> and, and their 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 uh, instructions were to just not, not shop and not work just sort of stand around with their arms crossed <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh it's hilarious they called 911 the cops came and i thought and i thought of Are you, you serious? after 10 minutes the cops showed up and the cops basically were like um it's not illegal to wear blue polo <laughs> and khaki pants <laughs> so they just like the cops left you know anyway so there's just like stuff like that like what's the point of that other than just like to be a fun thing that's, that's funny yeah so anyway that's a that's the tip of the week um all right so find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com uh still have the links to the nutrients and the skinny fat and the coupon codes all that is still there email me if you have any questions about that I actually had somebody email me that was thinking about trying the nutrients and i tried to give uh, my best uh, advice and instruction on that stuff so uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Um, thanks for listening. As always, uh, we really appreciate you making us part of your day. There are a lot of options out there. Um, and uh, next week, we're going to have Sean Croxton of Underground Wellness and the Just Eat Real Food or the Jerf. Uh, really cool. We are. We've already recorded that one. That was already in the can. Jason Sive is coming up uh, since he was sick the last time we were supposed to record with him. And then we have an Everyman series, an Every Woman series, with a, a mutual friend of ours uh, that has changed a lot of things in her lifestyle over the last uh, uh, couple of years as well. So all that's coming up in the month of February. So I guess uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. No. Oh. Bad, I forgot. And remember, <laughs> we talked to Kate about s- the sitting crisis. Uh, actually, I read that wrong. Uh, it is sitting crisscross, <laughs> not the sitting crisis. I was like, I don't remember talking to her about that at all. So, until next time, enjoy yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.